Hey there. Welcome to Christ-Centered Combos. I'm your host, Kristen Ladd. Thanks for joining me as we talk to believers within the Christian Fellowship Ministries to hear the amazing stories of how God has transformed their lives. My prayer is that through each episode, we can be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to press on towards the calling God has placed on each of our lives. This is uh, Pastor Lewis Oliver with the Potter's House Christian Fellowship Church. And I just want to recommend Christ-Centered Convos as a podcast. It's very encouraging and uplifting, good testimonies. Uh, and we're 100% uh, behind Christian and that podcast. Uh, and so also, uh, those of you that are listening, if you have not gone to our website, it's renoforjesus.com. Reno, F-O-R, Jesus.com. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode This week, we're going to hear from my brother, Michael Mendoza. He is one of the two new baby works that we are sending out the beginning of this year. I thought that it'd be awesome to start off this second season with interviews from the new baby works that we're sending out. So this week, we're going to hear from Michael Mendoza. And then following that, we'll hear from his wife. And then hopefully after that, we'll hear from the other couple. It's just super exciting the way that God is working and moving in our church locally and I'm sure across all the churches throughout our fellowship there's just lots of exciting things happening God is on the move God is working and he is helping us to prepare and see as many souls saved as we can in these last days this interview was really encouraging I had never fully heard his testimony so it's really awesome to hear his full story I hope you guys enjoy here it is Welcome to this week's episode. This week I have with me my brother, Michael Mendoza. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me. So, um, I've actually never heard your full testimony. So, let's just jump right in. And um, I know that you got saved, how old were you? In your 30s? 33 years old. Oh, okay. So, there's there's... Time. A lot of yeah time before you got saved. So tell me more like about your childhood or, or how that was. Absolutely. Well, first I want to just thank you for allowing me to give a testimony and, and do some um, kind of work of God. I love this. I'm excited. But um, I got radically saved November 12, 2013. And a little bit about myself is um, grew up with a single mom, raised three kids around, never have it in dad. Um, I had a dad, um, Stephanie and Chelsea, which are also um, my sister Stephanie's um, pastoring with my brother-in-law in North Reno, Pastor Zapata. And um, we had a, a, and her dad was technically my stepdad, but I consider my dad, but went through abusive relationship for over 15 years, mentally, physically, um, so so you have a different dad than Stephanie and Chelsea? Yes. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, my real dad is, his name is Arnan Cortez, and he's in oh, Peru, okay. Lima, Peru. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know that. So we have different dads, but I've always just called my stepdad my dad because it's mm. all, all I've ever known. He was in your life for a little yes, while then. Yes, from three years old all the way until I was 15. Oh, okay. And that's when my mom and dad got a divorce. Um, to summarize... It was just in a very abusive relationship. My dad was religious, would go to church mm. faithfully, 
and give, tithe, but come home and live like the devil, drink, do drugs in front of us, wow. beat my mom up in front of me. I remember my mom, my mom was pregnant with Chelsea and my younger sister abused her. You know, we went through a lot. So my mom did wow. everything she possibly can to uh, keep the marriage, you know, intact. Hmm. It was just, we had to get out of there. You know, it just wasn't safe. Yeah. So after that, um, you know, my mom raised, did a great job. She's safe and next to me, serving God at church now. But I remember at, at a time, you know, um, I think the weight of that and things going through that, of course, it was my decision. I mm-hmm. hit alcohol very hard, drugs very hard, um, was in the world like no other. So once you became an adult, you got into the drugs and yes, alcohol? Yes, I started. Or even before that? Probably I started, as a teenager? Yeah, teenager. Well, at 19 years old, I remember junior year is when I started dabbling with um, marijuana. Hmm. And then I started dabbling with a little coke, but not that much. I was, uh, I was stupid and um, just <laughs> put it on the weed. But I was to the point where at 23 years old, I was so full into smoking weed and drinking and the lifestyle of just in the just world, the party lifestyle, the party lifestyle to the point yeah. where I was selling weed on the side just to provide for my habits. Wow. Um, remember getting a bad car wreck, um, rolled my car 11 times, wow. came out of there with just a scratch. How old were you then? I think I was 24 years old. I oh, just wow. got promoted a new position in my job. You know, I'm a young kid. You know, I was, mm. you know, I worked, but outside of work, I was. I was destructive to myself personally. So you were able to like maintain a decent yeah. job while still like living the party yes. lifestyle. And I know that was God's grace on, I don't know how I handled to keep a job yeah. ever. Never been out of work only for the four or five months I was laid off of work when I got radically saved. It mm. was then that time. I've never been out of work from I was 17 all the way till I was 33 years old. Wow. So I knew, thinking back on it now, there was a purpose where yeah. I got lost. I was secured in my money. So oh, God had to remove Yeah, that. remove so all he... that. I lost everything. <laughs> I exhausted everything. Like I said, almost died in a car wreck. Came out of there alive. Um, I was with a drug dealer. His name was, wow. I still remember the name. Chapo is what they called hmm. him. I don't, wow. don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's in prison now to this day, but... Um, God spared my life. I remember wow. putting through my family through tough times at that time. So you, yeah. sorry. So you mostly, um, from the age of fifteen on. Well, you were yeah, really, fourteen. Five or fourteen is when the divorce happened. Oh, okay. So you were really the only man yep. in the house. Yeah. I took care of my and. sister when she was seven. Uh, my mom had to work two, three jobs. Um, I had wow. to take care of baby. You know what I mean? Wow. When I was 15 years old, 14, yeah. feed, put the formula, change diapers. So I was technically the father figure for Stephanie yeah. Chelsea. Oh, wow. That's all I've ever known is changing diapers, cleaning the house, watching my sisters. Oh, but my mom raised wow. us right the best she can. So yeah. I love them very much. And um, but yeah, I had to grow up very fast. Didn't really have a childhood. Yeah. Like once that divorce happened, you had to step into yeah. the, the father figure yeah. role. Big time. Uh, how do you think that like affected you uh mentally yeah spiritually like, yeah. i think i was at the time um, 
I didn't really think nothing of it. I knew we. I remember when they got a divorce, we were running away from my stepdad because he was hmm. chasing us and trying to follow oh, us and okay. harass us. But I remember there, there was peace when I was with my sisters. Hmm. You know, we didn't know what was going on, but I just knew I yeah. had to take care of. That's all I've ever yeah. known. But I knew it affected me later on when I was hitting 17, 18. Uh, my mom tells me when I was a little boy, all the way till divorce, like I used to be talkative and um, just excited, happy. Hmm. But then I got very quiet, depressed to myself. Oh, wow. Um, so I think that affected me. And then I started escaping. I think work, uh, oh, for me, I was a workaholic. Fill, those, the, fill the gaps, yeah. fill the void. That was where I found security. You know, nobody could talk to me. I wasn't dealing with my sisters and the just uh, the past that always kind of crept yeah. up for me. So... Um, and so I got deep into like, alcohol yeah. and all that, trying to, you know, I, there's, there was so many days and points I would drink so much and black out. And I just wow. don't know how I ended up alive at my place or friends that I, you know, bad friends that I was with, I would pass, wake up on their couch on the floor and they would tell yeah. me you just blacked out. You didn't know when to stop. So I was wow. escaping from my pain. A lot of nights... Don't even know where I was at. But, yeah. But there's a reason why I'm here. But God is good and he spared my life. But it hit me hard. And to the point where it got so bad. And when I turned 30, um, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Zapata and Mike, especially my sister, prayed for me a lot. But trying to get me to church. Because she was already saved. How long had she been saved? She's already been saved since she was 18. She walked oh, into okay. church at 18 years old with Mike, teenagers, pregnant. They were already no, they had nothing to their name really. Yeah. And they got radically saved. And so by the time I was 30 and she was, I want to say, because I'm seven years, 30, 29, 27, 27, but she was 24, 25. But hmm. um, I remember I was to the point where my lowest de depression Locked myself in my own place, my room, wow. and I would just not come out for days. And she would cry, knock on the door, try to get me out. I remember at 33 a.m. there was a point where they literally pulled me out of the house and said, "Are you done?" Hmm. And I came to church, and I was not faithful for a while. I mean, so I was they kind flaky. of dragged you to church. Not dragged me, but they were concerned family. They were. They just they like were, get it. You you need help. Like you. You just were going because your heart really, wasn't really in it in at it, the time. But I think they were but, just there in the help mode to rescue right. my life. They, yeah. they see me depressed and worse. So the last thing they just wanted me to get out. They wanted to see okay. if I was okay. Because I would isolate myself yeah. for days. Wow. I remember shutting the blinds, pretend I wasn't home. And that worked a lot. You know, mm -hmm. My parents would show My mom would show up. You know, My uncle. Hmm. Um, So-called friends would like, where are you at? But I would just... Close the blinds, lock the door, and just... Do you know if there was any, like, certain thing that brought you to that point of, like, shutting yourself in and, like, isolating yourself? Or was it just... I think it had a lot to do with... That was my way of kind of running away from everything. Hmm. I, would, I would smoke a lot of weed, a lot, um, drink a lot just to go to sleep. You know, what's crazy is as I never replayed the abuse or what we went through a lot. But I think for me, um, as a young age, going through all that, I think it hit me really hard. Hmm. And the only way I could deal with that 
I don't know. It just shut me down. So as you were as you were um, into your twenties, twenties and thirties is when like all that past stuff just really started to Hitting like me. haunt you and like yeah. really like yeah get at you get at me and hmm. to the point where I, I couldn't sleep. Wow! I have to smoke. I have to drink. I remember I, um, a time I had to drink three beers to go to sleep. Just to, hmm. and you would you know what I mean? It was just you would never know. But I was working full time. But I remember Stephanie and Mike when they see me, they like you look dead. Wow! And they knew I was spiritually dead. Right. Um, my mom would cry. I found out my mom was crying herself to sleep, knowing her Aww. something's wrong with her son. Yeah. You know, but I. I know. I think it just finally hit me. Didn't know how to deal with it, and you know, now I know God is the answer. But at that time, I didn't know how to deal with it. Who do I go to? You know, my mom has been through a lot. So as you were going through that, because you had um, kind of grown up going to church, you didn't consider seeking God at all? No. That was never like a thought for you to never. like that you needed to go back to I church. went to church, so I made a church for 15 years. Hmm. Sparks Fellowship. Okay, so you you kind of like had a, a bad taste in your mouth from the way no, that actually, was? Or well, I, you just... I went to church faith for 15 years. With my mom, mm -hmm. and I went to a mega church. But it, I came out of there walking every Sunday out, kiss my mom goodbye, say I love you, mom. I'm okay. Church server is good, and then I go and do go out and go party or and, whatever. And not party, yeah. but yeah, just kind of leave the love, love uh, like the devil, hmm. destroy it, numb Living my pain. Living kind of a double life. Double life. Okay. But you know, I would say Christian, but I never told anybody outside when I walked out of church that I was a Christian. So, I would say, I guess you could say, if somebody kind of brought it up, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. But I would, oh, you okay. would never know. And if you saw me and met me, you would never even think I had God in my heart or even try to seek him. Hmm. I think I was just so deep in my sin and just fleshing it out. I was rejecting it. and um, hmm. But I, you know, I, I made those decisions too. But, yeah. you know, I had a church I was going to never, and I can't, I'm not blaming the church, but, or anything, but. When I got radically saved, November 12, 2003, I still remember the day is when I literally feel like I stepped into destiny. Yeah. Um, the word of God touched me. Um, first time I ever heard what sin is. But I know I'm skipping. Um, but, You're good. But I just rejected God. You know, that was my way of escaping. It was just my way of dealing with, believe it or not, was the drugs, alcohol, but also isolation. So I, you kind of were masking your hurt yes. and stuff with, with the drugs. Yeah. Um, and if I couldn't get my hands on some sometimes or I isolate myself, hmm. that was the biggest thing I could do. Wow. That was the one thing I could control. I can isolate myself. Yeah. Close the binds, shut the door. And you know what I mean? Turn on the TV, but you know what I mean? You're just, that's my yeah. phone. I get it. I remember I got 17 missed phone calls one day. Wow. Voicemails from my mom, worried about me. I called back a day later. Stephanie would blow me up. Mike would blow me up. Uncle, friends. Wow. But that was my way. It's isolation. So then, uh, when was it that, that they took you to the Potter's, the Potter's house? house? Uh, I remember when I was 31 years old. Two years before I got saved. Hmm. So I would say 2011. So like, they took me to the college. Oh, okay. So when they... 
came and they were trying to just get you out of your house to come to church. So you went, but it took you a couple years before you really like got it. Yeah, I, I was fine God the whole way. So like as you were, so you went that one time, did you continue going or was it like spotty like spotty yeah not faithful i yeah. go and they want to see me for three weeks hmm. i promised everybody in the world i'm coming back yeah i answered the altar call but yeah i didn't want to seek change i truly you, was you hadn't fully surrendered yeah, yeah. Hmm. the biggest thing i is the things i couldn't let go my mindset at that time is if i give my life to god I'm not going to be able to have fun. You and me, the twisted how the devil twists your yeah. mind. Ooh, At yeah. that time, is I'm look. That was with my worst point, but I didn't want to let go of the lifestyle, TV, mm-hmm. movie, pornography. I was heavily into pornography, heavy into um, strip clubs. You know, I was in that the lifestyle, whole, like party, like yeah. scene. Not really. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say, but it wasn't like a party. Like I was with a couple guys, but it was you know. Think about when I went out. I never stayed conscious. I was mm. carried out a cab or was wow. blacked out. You know, which is, like I said, it was a life of destruction. Yeah. It was spiraling out of control. Wow. And like I said, you would you would think I would learn after getting a major accident, rolling my car 11 times, that mm. I would learn. But it tells you where my mind was. I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, it was for myself, selfish, and you know what I mean? So... So what was it that um, made it finally click? Or what was it after those two, three years of off and on going to the potter's house that you finally like decided to fully surrender? I think it's when I was, you would think I, I was already at my lowest point, but I think when I was my lowest point when I, I lost everything. I lost um, so the, company, you, the company well, I was with. Laid me off. So, so right there was had, a huge security. Yeah. I had good money making 80. I mean, making great money. And they laid me off because we merged as a huge company with another company. Mm. Seniority, why were you in? They laid me off. That mm. shocked me, wrecked me. You know, that was my security. my Something I can turn to and count on. Yeah. The white mask. I used that to mask. Right, yeah. You know, to use that. And, and then that fell through. And then I spiraled out of control. I burned so many bridges because of my family, hmm. lying, um, just being a, you know, I wasn't hurtful to my family as in disrespectful or cursing them or anything, or I wasn't stealing from them. But I now I understand that what you do to yourself, you hurt others. Yeah. The loved ones, the people who love you when you hurt yourself and... Yeah. You're killing yourself literally, spiritually and mentally. And I hurt my family a lot. Yeah. My mom didn't raise me that way. My mom was a great mom. She had put the best out for me. Yeah. She did everything she possibly can to provide for us. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think to the point where I was so broken. I mean, everything I exhausted is broken. All the bridges broken. Yeah. I think it came to that place where God so says... So God had to like strip you of yeah, everything, everything in order for you to yeah, finally was, yeah. turn to Him. I was prideful too. Big time. But yeah. I think about my security was in my money mm-hmm. and my edu- the little education I did have. Like, I don't need God. I'm fine. That wasn't... Yeah. God broke broke my pride. Mm. Humbled me to the point where I came to service. 
Awesome. I got radically saved. I, I remember crying just. Yeah. I was like, I'm just done. I was like, I'm done fighting it, God. I'm, yeah. I give it all to you. Yeah, wow. And from there, you know, it was crazy from there. I never picked up, you know what I mean? I struggled a little, but maybe a week or two is when I completely was done with everything. And radically saved. And I got so it only me. took you like about a week, week after getting saved to get the revelation or yeah. make that, make that yeah. decision to yeah. and become completely yeah. delivered from yeah. that. I was broken. Completely yeah. broken. And yeah. from there, God took me and just... I feel like it was probably about the same for me. Like, not yeah. very long at all. Yeah. Before, like, God just puts it on your heart. Yeah, like, like, you're, you're just like, I can't yeah, do, do this, this anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was good. I mean, blessed to see um, a church that had God in them. God, people, I saw God through people. Yeah. You know, no, the they they knew the I came in there support. high. Yeah. They knew I came in there hungover mm -hmm. at the top of the mm -hmm. flaky. <laughs> And they never judged me. They loved yeah. on me, especially Pastor Oliver. You know, I, I call him my spiritual father. Yeah, absolutely. I, but I also <laughs> had to make decisions too. Like, you know, God talked to me and and he, the things he said, you know, if you need help, you need to be willing to listen to what yeah. God's need. And I think God put Pastor there as purpose, a spiritual father for me. Yes, absolutely. Spoken to my life and... I think we can all attest, attest to that. that. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. From there, yeah, that's where destiny. Um, so awesome. I give you know it's just. I look back and I was like, but I got there because it was my choices. Yeah. God, I know it wasn't God. God spared my life for that record. I mean. Yeah. To be for where I'm at in yeah. my health and yes. to be where it's at. I'm almost yeah. forty, but uh, yeah. living that life from twenty to thirty, thirteen years. Wow. Escaping death and, you know, God had his hand on me. Yeah. So. Praise God. So through this, like, so how, how many years have you been saved now? So I've been saved November 12, 2 down 13. So that would be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 20, almost seven years. Awesome. So um, November 12 will be seven years for me. Cool. Um, in that time, like, is there one scripture, like, was it in the beginning of your salvation or, like, more as you were growing in God, is there a scripture that that you hold close to your heart, or that you've always like clung to? Uh, I remember this scripture. I, I actually wrote it down. So, because very simple, we've heard it before, but it really. I hold on to this scripture because at the darkest times of my in my walk with God, I, I turned to Him. I mean, and, and Deuteronomy, chapter thirty-one, verse eight, and the Lord. He is the one who goes before you, mm -hmm. and he will be with you, and he will not leave you, nor forsake you. And do not fear, nor be dismayed. Yeah. That had a lot to do with me, because not having a father in my life, yeah. my real dad approved wanted nothing to do with me. Hmm. So, not having a father, that was another, to answer your question, backtrack was, yeah. that's what hit me, not having a you My father yeah. accept me and love on me, and like to teach me or yeah. show me the ways to be a man. Yeah. My mom, it's hard for a mother to raise a man, yeah. a boy to a man, but she did yeah. the best she can. But that I hold on to so much, and now um, actually seeing the way that God has proved that to be yeah, true. Yeah, so true. He's never left me. 
yeah. the moment I surrendered to him. Um, awesome. God, he gave me another one that the last, I want to say two years I clung on to. is Jeremiah 29, 11. Yep. For I know the whole peace, for I know the whole peace and not of evil to give you a future and hope. Yeah. Because in my walk with God, I was like, what purpose do I have? You know, you always want to yeah. do something. Now, now I'm so honored. Now he knows the plans yeah, that he has in store. Humbled to be up. Yeah. Um, just serving God. But when I read this scripture, I mean, I'm always encouraged and moved and always gives me hope yeah. that we have a king of the Lord will always stir us and move us in the right direction. Yes, absolutely. And someone who believes we can do whatever is given to us a task yes. that he's given mm-hmm. and who will be with us always. And one thing I, I want to say too is um, God is the kind of leader. And he knows the future. He knows all yeah. um, his plans are for us. So we are so good. And I mean, we are... I mean, I'm full of hope. Yeah. As long as, um, I wrote down this, so I wouldn't forget it. As long as God, who knows the future, this is what I would say, he will always provide our schedule, our agenda, and goes with us. Yes. And he will be with us while we fulfill our mission. We can have. Yep. One thing I'm with God, I've noticed we have, we always have boundless hope mm-hmm. in him. And that's what gives yeah. me strength. There's so many times I've fallen inside and I'm like, I'm not worthy, but there's always hope in him. Yeah. He's never awesome. left my side. So. Cool. So what is the latest way that God has uh, moved in your life? The latest way God has given me a, a purpose in life. Um, yeah. For God to, I'm so humbled that God could trust me. Yeah. With people, mm-hmm. his sheep. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm pastoring now. Uh, me and my wife. Got launched out last week. We're ready to we're, go out and build your own build church. church and to see what yeah. God turned this mess yeah. into a messenger. Yes. You know, I walk in the church. I had nothing. I was a dog, mm-hmm. and to you know, me, and my wife in church. Yeah, I was a dog, and I never. I don't deserve my wife, but God mm-hmm. is good. You know, my wife is. Um, I'm her first man that she's ever been with, and you know, just. The things God has done for my life. and Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, I'm humbled. God, I mean, I don't know. When I came into the church, I remember pastor looking at me. I talked bad about him behind his mm-hmm. back. He knows it. But when I didn't like the church, I thought it was cool. I didn't like what yeah. they believe in doing. And through all that flaws, he looked at me through a Christian lens. Through yeah. God's he saw the potential, potential that you had. Yeah. And, um. I know that was God mm-hmm. through him. So yeah, I'm humbled and I'm very grateful for God has put a part in yeah. me and my wife and yeah, just a, a destiny we have. So absolutely, I, I'm yeah, God's completely honored and completely humbled about what God has given me and yeah. my wife and my, I have a beautiful, healthy daughter. And I mean, I came to church with just a mattress, literally a mattress to my name mm. and a car only. Yeah. I mean, wow. And now, God is um, good. God is good. I'm, Amen. I'm okay. Uh, do you have any last comments or encouragement 
for anyone who may have a similar story to you. I always tell people who I run into with, and they look at Christianity so bad about, they think Christianity is about rules and regulations. They think mm. God is a bunch of, a punisher, a guy that just yeah. wants to restrict your life. But I want to say that God is not a man of restrictions and change values, you know, able to enjoy life. But God is a man, that, a king that wants nothing but the best for you. Yeah. Christianity is not a life of perfection, but Christianity is a life of honesty. Yeah. And I, I tell hmm. people all the time, God just wants your heart. Yep. You need to be honest, repent. When things are not right, give your life to God. But I, I always tell people this is, God knows your heart. God says in my very clear life, God is your son or daughter. If you give me your heart, yeah, surrender to me. I will give you everything you've ever desired. And yeah. there's, that's a lot of revelation to me yeah. when I speak to that. Because mm. I tell people, <laughs> I always desire, you know, you always think about how, man, you know, there's a reason why I was never married and engaged at 33 years old because I couldn't mm -hmm. find a faithful woman, a woman that took respect for themselves or was in the world. But I've always wanted a woman just faithful, took care of her stuff. Not saying they had money, but a woman just had. She had her priorities, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Not messed up. Yeah. And I look at all the things I've never spoken. I only thought it was a dream or I'll never have yeah. my God. I put that in front of me. He, he, yeah. He's, he's provided for me. I always wanted this, to have a home and have a wife, a healthy wife, yeah. and just a, a beautiful. I loves God. And you know, I've, I, I could, I've always been started to tell it. If you, if you want a man, or you want a woman, or longevity of, of happiness, find someone who loves God. Yeah. And that's it. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, just, I can only say that God. I've never met anybody who, who sold out, went all off for God, and regrets it. That's I've right. Ne I've never ran it's into true. anybody mm -hmm. that just went for God and said, you know what, I regret never. <laughs> I regret, of course, for not It taking so long. <laughs> but I, I got yeah. out of purpose. I was yeah. a goofball. God said, mm -hmm. you know, and that's one thing about our God, too. I want to tell people, listeners, that God gives you free will. Yes. You know, you think about all the religion. You have to live a certain way, do certain practices, to the seven sacraments of, you know, all this stuff you got to <laughs> do. It's weird. All these religious rituals. Yeah. But God is the only king of all religion that he gives you free will to do what yes. you want. Either you can That's turn from him. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. He could easily, you don't think God, the king of kings, can tell everybody to serve me. Yeah, he could. But that wasn't God's will. Yeah. God gave you a choice, a decision that you have to make. Mm -hmm. That's how much he loved us. And God, you know, I tell people all the time, they're, they're like, I can never go to God. I've done so much, but the Bible says that I'll wipe your sins from the east. From, I mean, it's buried. Mm. Once you are forgiven, you know, that's something too. I didn't, I did so much bad in, in the past. Like, how can he forgive me? How mm -hmm. can I really be something for God? I've you done didn't feel like you were worthy. worthy. Yeah. And, uh, and I, that's what I tell you, just give your life to God. Yeah. But the awesome. last thing I'll say too is, <laughs> if you're struggling too as a Christian, God will move. God will really move in your life when you move. You have mm. to meet God halfway. Yeah. 
there's there's a sacrifice there. <laughs> yeah there is i mean i've and i see a lot of people come to church and i'm not judging them faithful they go in faithful praying tithing mm-hmm. but to really see god move kind of got to step out you got to take gotta that step, step out you got to move yeah. too mm-hmm. you gotta there's yeah. some commitment there's some yeah. sacrifice there's some submission you have to do mm-hmm. but the end is rewarding there you go, Pastor Mendoza. Yeah, somebody <laughs> let me preach up in here. Give me a pulpit. I want That's to preach. awesome. But God thank, is good. Thank you so much for joining me yes. on this episode. Um, I'm actually going to have you close us in prayer this time. Absolutely. I want to just thank um, Kristen, God. I thank you, God, for giving this powerful tool to her, God. I pray that we just use this um, as a platform, God, to reach somebody who's in doubt, fear, struggling with their face but god i pray that you would just use this testimony god i pray that you would just move on um our listeners god i pray that you would just help us in these last days god give us strength and direction not to compromise in these last days god i pray that you would just be with us god give us revelation god and i pray the blood of jesus over um all that we do god for you god in jesus name we pray amen amen That's a wrap for this week's episode of Christ-Centered Convos. I'm so grateful for all of you for taking the time to listen. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate a review. That just helps expand the listenership and help the show be found by more people. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can do so by contacting me at ChristCenteredCombos at gmail.com. I've also created an Instagram page. You can search ChristCenteredCombos to find the Instagram page with the exact same image that you see in your podcast library. Make sure to check the episode notes for links to anything mentioned in this week's episode. There is also an option in the episode notes for listener support, where you can help support the podcast with any allotted amount. It's set up as a monthly thing, but you can cancel at any time, and there's absolutely no pressure to do so. I've also set up a Venmo account for anyone wanting to help support the podcast as we expand and grow the podcast. You can find the information for that as well in the episode notes. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so grateful to be able to do this show and to share these stories, knowing that together, just as it says in Revelations 12:11, we can overcome by the word of our testimonies. This has been Christ-Centered Combos. I'm Kristen. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay encouraged and be blessed.